Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 63. Today's episode is another installment of our series, Cruise Control, set in the Star Wars universe between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. It is played using Fantasy Flight Games, Star Wars, and Genesis role-playing materials, and the Mythic GM emulator. This is scene four. JT has a lunch meeting at the Imperial with Ursa Diel, the Moth's chief of staff. At this point, our story breaks with canon a little bit, because at the time I somewhat randomly chose Moth Quarsh Panaka, I did not know at what point he died in the official timeline. We retcon that death to suit our own purposes. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Is this the meeting with the Moth's chief of staff? That is correct. And did you want to do that at the Imperial? Is that the club that you wanted to eat at? It can make sense. It's uh, humans only, but uh, JT barely passes muster. It's not humans only, as there are non-humans who have status and rank in the Empire. There's just not that many. Also, the club is called the Imperial, but it's not officially run by the Empire. No, it's just... it's Catering to a particular clientele. Correct. You will go in, and you have been to Coruscant. Yes. You weren't in that many, like, really flashy places, because you didn't go to the playhouse, and you only went to the food truck section outside the Old Senate. Yes. But you can imagine that uh, this particular club is trying to recreate the ambiance of... Uh, the lavish and grand-looking walls, expensive decor. Yes. That the old Senate building would have. Yep. Like, you know, if you were going to go into an audience with some sort of imperial personage, you would expect things to look super fancy, and that's how they look here. Now, question. Yes. Are you buying lunch for this official? Because I'm schmoozing. And how are you dressed? Chi-Chi's uh, got to be in like some sort of. Show relatively conservative dress. So like your cocktail dress? Maybe not even like a dress. Like this might be the pantsuit. Pantsuit time? Yeah. It's a business meeting. Okay. Darker navy suit. Uh, much lighter colored shirt. Is there a jacket? Or is it still the same nice jacket that you wear earlier? Oh. And do you have... No, that's like a winter jacket. Do you have your backpack? Or Ooh. that's not appropriate at a business luncheon? That's not appropriate at a business luncheon. Do not have the backpack. Do you have... Do not have jets. Do you have some sort of utility belt, though, still? Yes, I clearly must have a utility belt. Okay. But it has to be, like, a sharp purse. Ah, okay. Must, must be utility purse. Utility purse. Okay. Uh, the blue streak outfit must be on underneath this. Well, times. yeah. You never know when a quick change It's just required. you don't have the jetpack. I don't have the jetpack. Does that change the nature of this scene? No, 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 no. <laughs> I just... This is a social combat scene. Right. I just want you to know that the jetpack... I, I'm not expecting the blue streak to do anything here, but I want to make sure that, that you know that you don't have a jetpack. Okay. Meanwhile, citizens, blue streak faces her greatest challenge yet, meeting with an Imperium off chief of staff at a business lunch. Tune in for this week's episode. So, this moth has an XO who you are meeting with. Yep. This XO has a name. Does she? Did we establish that it was a female? I thought we did. I don't know for sure, though. Okay. For some reason in my head it was. All right, her name is Ursa Diol, and I would like you to you want roll. Some information about this person. D100 to establish her 
motivation-y type things, since this is going to be social combat. And I would like to remind you that the chaos level is currently 6. So if you roll doubles that are 66 or less, we will have something random happen. 84. Alright, I'm not going to tell you what these things are. Okay. I need four of these. 29, 78. Hmm. She's looking for love. That's interesting. She's in love with the moth. That just convinced her to take, tell her that she needs to bring the moth to this event. She could be the moth's date. It'll all work out. All right. I already got this situation figured out. <laughs> yeah, everything is a tryst? Is that what's going on? No, it's this is unrequited love. This is not a tryst. One more. 85. All right. We'll see how that does in terms of shaping up this personality. And now, if you wouldn't mind rolling two more D-hundreds, and these I want for the action and subject table. Of the nature of her current demeanor. What's on her radar these days? Right. Action. 21. Release. Subject. 14. Peace. Interesting. Release and peace. And we know that this moth has a whole bunch of binder cloths, but he doesn't have any prisoners on this ship. Or is he going somewhere where he expects to arrest a lot of people? He could be going somewhere where he expects to arrest a lot of people. It's Or, like, they could have had some sort of prisoner that they were bringing to the Corellian moth. They were doing something to meet with the Corellian moth. Yeah. So you come into this fancy restaurant. Average meal for two costs 200 credits here. This is lavish and fancy. You want to eat in true Coruscant style. That's why you come here. We're going to see who ends up picking up this ad. <laughs> it's going to be not decided ahead of time. Okay, that's, that's fair. And... We have to begin with the same question we begin every scene with, practically, which is, does JT know anybody in this room? Mm. Now, before you say it's unlikely that JT knows anybody because of her past history, consider that you have already met quite a few people on the ship. Right. I've met a few people on the ship and a few social socialites as well. Because there's also like some rich people that you met in the, the lounge. Yep. There's some staff people you've met. There's a guy... Wants to be a rebel. Name, I do not remember. That's fine. character. My apologies. Starts with a P. His name does not start with a P. His last name does, but you never learned his last name. Oh, okay. (laughs) But you mentioned it to me, the player. Perhaps. Perhaps. So, how likely do we think it is that JT knows somebody in this very, very swanky location? Swanky location, lunch, early on. I still think there's a chance that it's unlikely. That's the first step below 50-50. Okay. As opposed to 50-50. Alright, it's unlikely and it's chaos level 6. 59, the answer is no. Okay, so you had your time in the cargo bay this morning. Oh, yes. And you left the cargo bay, and how is it that you arranged for this meeting? Did you do it through ship staff? Did you cold call somehow? I feel like arranging it through ship staff was probably how it was done. Like I would have asked, can you put me on the calendar for the moth? And they would have said, no, no one goes on the calendar for the moth. Everyone who wants to talk to Moff has to go through, like, this person. Okay. And so just like, well, can I talk to that person then? So this is your first full day on the ship still, right? This morning is when you did the cargo hold? Apparently, yes. It's a busy, busy time. So you just happened to look out and were able to get this lunch meeting right away. Some say it was the will of the force. Really? Does JT say that? Ah, she might say that to herself. Does she? She doesn't ascribe to... Many Jedi philosophies, but, you know, it was the will of the Force. Okay, yes. Okay. So JT does think that the Force is is something that is not just a tool? I think that's correct, yes. Okay. JT, 
not the most punctual person, but does she attempt to get there before? Oh, does she attempt to get there like before the, the like, mock person? Are you are you thinking like you meet at the stand, like the check-in? What is it called at a the reception? The like hostess podium. Yes, stand the, or whatever. Right. The, yeah. Do you? How about this? Or do you get the table already? No, no, no. How about JT needs to make like a vigilance check for like she's checking her time that she like. Okay. How where was she of the time? Average. Yeah, make an average vigilance check. And that will determine when I arrive. If I arrive on time, two successes and a threat, which I can just take a straight initially because I'm rushing to get there. Oh. Like yeah. I noticed that I'm like, okay, I'm running on time. I do need to get there. Yeah, if you want to start by already docking your strain. I think that's only fair if I start a little behind. Okay. Did I have the moth's name somewhere? The moth's name, you know, is Quarsh Panaka. And you know that because when you were checking in and you were told that your ballroom was taken by the moth, right. that steward told you it was moth Panaka. And Cho, the pantorn that you met down in the cargo bay, he also told you... It is a pantorn. Oh, that's what starts with a P? And PD. Okay. The PD-101? It is PD-101. Aha! Is the protocol droid that JT has become obsessed with. I remember the important people's names. (laughs) Okay. So you take one strain as you rush, but you get there first. Yep. And the greeter asks you... um, Do you have a reservation? This is lunch service. So they ask whether you want a table or whether you want to be at the bar or like... Uh, Do you have a booth? Booths are always best. How likely is it that there are booths here? Oh, at a fancy place. <laughs> I feel like booths are not a very fancy thing. On the other hand, um... Like Melting Pot has Melting booths. Pot, but Melting Pot has a particular situation. Aesthetic. Yes. Uh, you want to say unlikely then? Let's say unlikely. 90, which is no, but not emphatically no. Very nearly so. <laughs> Almost emphatically no? Almost emphatically. You ask if there's booths and you get like a snooty reply. I think so. Booths. <laughs> If you wish for booths, you're on the wrong level of the ship. I recommend you find the trash compactor and stay there. So, not getting a booth, do you want a table or do you want the bar? Uh, I definitely want a table, then. Okay. Do you wish to be seated or wait for your full party? I think JT... Well, JT will be seated. Okay. The time for the lunch meeting arrives. JT has a... It's a blue planet, is what it's called. That's what you're drinking? Yeah. Is it an alcoholic drink? Yeah. Okay. It's somehow fruity. Have you gotten any food to order? Just some appetizers. The what do they have at the Imperial for appetizers? So they have the Star Wars version of all the fancy things. Various kinds of what like drivers. lobster bisque and like. I see. I see. I think like JT like looks at those things and like, like what you know is this? things that look like snails. Uh, the breadsticks. The breadsticks are very complicated knots. Oh, yes, yes. So, uh, so JT's like trying to undo the knot and make it a little bit of a mess. A few minutes pass when you're supposed to meet this person. She shows up. Fashionably late. She is not dressed in any sort of uniform. That makes sense. She is dressed in business... Business-appropriate attire. Business-appropriate attire, which for Star Wars, you know, could be a full... Ridiculous, who knows. Yeah, it, it's some sort of, like, role-type thing. this person human? Did we ask that question? She's, uh... No, yeah, it's the Moth of Naboo. I was just... Oh, you're gonna make her a Gungan. Threatening you with a Gungan. She is human. Okay. She she has a, a sort of short, like, no-nonsense haircut. She is kind of short. So, JT height. Comparable height to JT. <laughs> and she is thinner than JT. She is, I say, kind of... You don't often describe short people as gangly. 
Um, no, I think I... But she's she like... She's petite. She, yes. She's extremely slight. Right. Whereas JT is of, like, average build. JT has the appropriate weight for her height. Yes. So she... she older, younger... She is older than JT. Could be a, a healthy 50s or, okay. or 40s, thereabouts. So just for context purposes, you know, she was an adult at the time of the start of the Empire. Of the start of the Empire, right. So she was an adult during the Clone Wars. So she comes in, uh, she speaks to the host person, and the host person gestures... Dismissively. Well, he doesn't want to belittle uh, this important person's dinner or luncheon appointment. So he, he gestures over to the table there, and this woman clacks up to the table. She's got heels. They're not like stilettos. Right, they're like right, right. Okay. business shoes. Entirely appropriate um, business shoes. Yeah, and she's she's wearing some sort of like robe type outfit. Oh, that makes sense. A work robe, you know, like Star Wars. Yes, yes. You know, appropriate for the Imperial Club, but just trying to pretend to be like the Senate building. I'm thinking Mon Mothma hairstyle. That's what I'm, I'm thinking when I say like no nonsense, simple okay. short okay. hair. And also because Mon Mothma like is a, a robe type of person. But this is not Mon Mothma, just to be quick. <laughs> you never know. Mon Mothma wasn't short though. She was actually slightly tall. Yes. So she comes up to the table. What does JT do? Stands up. Introduces herself. Stops bread. Discreetly. <laughs> a little pile of bread crumbs on her plate. So stands up and... Ursa Gial? JT. I'm just going to try Tessa. Ms. Tessa. I, please, you can call me JT. JT. She sits down in her chair after shaking your hand. Does JT, like, start right in? No, JT, like, hits her off with some small talk about the menu to... Ease the tension. It is appropriate, I feel. Okay, so... I was I, like, I've never been here before. You've been in this place? You've probably been to the Senate. Or like, oh, well, there, there's a Senate. That'd be really good to say. I mean, there was a Senate right. until... Yeah. You know, I guess... You've probably been to, like, some of the places on Coruscant. Is there anything here that you think would actually mimic Coruscant cuisine? Ah, uh, okay. You're going to Coruscant, Coruscant it up, so... And she's like, I'm the Moss XO from Naboo. No, I've never been to Coruscant. It's a dreadful place. Well... We'll see how it goes over with her. So, can you make a drum check? Yes, I absolutely can. And what do you wish to? So, we decided that you have your force uses once per encounter for each of your spells. Yes. So, uh, I you don't recall. What's... Should to decide at what point you want to pull that in. Because okay, it... spells influence, enhance, and move. Okay. If your influence is successful, then that would apply for like the whole encounter. Yes. And my influence like adjusts people's emotions. Yeah, so it's But possible. I can also, in the general sense, emotion sense, that all Jedi can do. It's up to you whether you want to wait until you have, like, a better idea of her... I think I will wait, because I think it'd be rude to... You like me! You like me right now! Put me on your friends list! Okay. You'll just be making a charm check against her, cool, and cool is based on... Cool is based on presence for the uh... Moth's chief of staff. Yeah, I was looking at this Imperial Advisor, but I think that's too difficult. Let's go with... Is there not a major domo in here? Planetary governor is probably way too much. Politician? Yeah, sure. Also a government bureaucrat might be important. So, ooh, purple, purple, red, red. Purple, purple, red, red. That is a... Uh, important to learn now. Yeah, career politician. I might tone this down a little because there's no reason for you to be up against a nemesis here. Unless she's the, like, true power and the moth is someone that she controls. Actually, that's a good point. So, yeah, you'll just deal with her as this card is. Not well, that I'm saying she's the true power. Well, I have an advantage and a despair. Not a success. 
I was just making small talk. You were making small talk. Yeah, about Coruscant being all that. And you have a despair. She can learn things about me. But it's my true goal on this encounter. To get them off to go to the... That's the thing. JT does not have an ulterior motive. So... It's like negotiation. They never come prepared for one of not mine. Okay, so you failed your check. Oh, absolutely. And you have one advantage? I have one advantage. Okay. I might just get some strain, unless you had a better... Well, failing in social combat is two strain. Oh, right, yeah, I should probably... So if you want to recover one strain to your advantage, you can. GT feels good, like, yeah, that was was a good thing to ease the tension, but uh, clearly it falls flat. All right, and I think it would be boring to learn your true goal, so I would rather learn your desire or fear. Look at what's listed here, and what makes sense for her to learn. And what makes sense for your blathering about Corazon, like, what can you say that would tip her off to something? My desire is to see justice. That's why I'm doing this charity. And that's why the blue streak exists. This was an unsuccessful check, so you may say things that indicate... Yeah, like, probably something negative about the Empire, or... I don't know, JT wouldn't say, like, Oh, it used to be better at Coruscant, because from her perspective it wasn't. Right. I guess you were also in some, like, seedy places on Coruscant. You know, there's rampant injustice in the, like, social spheres there. So probably JT would say something like... Oh yes, I was I was on I've been on Coruscant before, but I was in at some of the more local establishments. And like JT gets derailed in her train of thought. And oh you know, saw some of the orphans there, they had a really hard time, barely have any teachers. You know, they can't even breathe the air down there, the lowest levels. Like JT thinks she's talking about like talking up the orphanage or the orphans, but But she's down she's talking down. She's talking Coruscant. down Coruscant. Okay. And this lady just says, Look I haven't been to Coruscant. No, she's been to Coruscant. But she doesn't care about Coruscant. She has been to Coruscant because of her work. On business. Yes. I think she has a low opinion of Coruscant, and she says like that the only good thing about Coruscant is that the emperor is there, right? Like. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> like, if it weren't the seat of the empire, then right, like, she right. could care less about that planet. It's like the only thing important about it is that yes, it's the capital? Yes, the only thing capital. important about it is that it is the capital. So you want her to make a social check towards you. If, if you feel we've entered into official social combat at this point. This whole scene is okay. pretty much going it's to be a social combat. Social sure. combat. So yes. You know, you guys order your food, and she also makes casual conversation about about Coruscant back at you. So we'll handle this with a charm check. Okay. Which is presence based, right? Yes. Whew, three L's and a green. I am gonna have to. Change it up here. All right, she will be dealing with a red and three purples. What does she say in case it triggers JT? She disparages Coruscant because it's all just one huge megapolis. You, Ecumenopolis. Ecumenopolis, thank you. Yeah, it's all city and there's no lush jungles and wetlands and things like that like Naboo has. I don't feel that she hit any of JT's. She didn't mention droids or anything, so she seems nice. JT says that about everyone. Yeah. She has one success and one advantage. Okay, so you take one strain. I'll take one strain. She will give herself a blue die on her next thing. So there's some discussion of the food and orders are placed and some talking about Coruscant. Do you wait for her to ask you what this is all about or do you like bring things to no. four? Uh, so like just talking about the food, she's probably not particularly impressed. She doesn't eat very, like... Doesn't eat a lot. Yeah. 
And this is also this is like a fancy place, so like the food that comes out on the plates. Oh, you remember the hut that was at the super tiny. The super tiny yeah. meals and the exotic Yeah. Yeah. So this is like really tiny forks and stylishly set up plates and things like that. I think GT will be actually be pretty direct and open. Like she'll make up some offhand comment about like, oh yeah, the food here's really not that great. Uh, I'm hoping it'll be better for this charity gala I'm running. JT will just come right out and ask him like, so what, like, what do I need to do <laughs> to get your moth in my To house? get your moth to this charity event. I think it'd be really great to show Imperial support uh, for a great war orphans charity. Okay. So I feel like I'm coming out strong negotiation. Yes, yes, yes. Why should her moth bother going to your little event? I've given you a chance to fill in some words to determine whether you get any bonus dice. Okay, okay. So you're going to make the negotiation roll. That's, that's, yeah. that's fine. Okay, but right, like, why? So it's like I said, like, it would be great to have some Imperial support. The Moth is a little more well-known than a lot of other people. If people know that Moth is going, they, other people will go and they'll donate more money, uh, which would be good for the charity. It's what we really need. Uh, so I don't want to say, like, oh, it could be like a poster boy. That's not quite the right tone. Uh, they need some good people. It helps people to have some ins- inspiring leader. Ah, they can rally behind. I see, I see. I think that JT will stop talking at that point and okay. see how that goes over. So it's kind of like the appeal to like the authority of his position, sort of? Like... Yes. All right. That does not gain you any dice. Okay. That's also good to know. It's a little bit like playing mastermind. Like, ah, so there's no <laughs> Okay, this... okay. Um, also, I'm saying a lot of things about the moth and not a lot about her. <laughs> So negotiate. Jeez, oh, I gotta tone this card down. I think she's gonna negotiate too. It NPCs never have to negotiate. You gave me the politician card. I, know. I I pro offered it. All right, I'm switching to the government bureaucrat. Okay, she slouches a little bit, pulls out a cigar. <laughs> yeah, um, well, what are you gonna do? Red, purple, purple. Two advantages. Two advantages could buy you information. I think I need information at this point because I'm clearly not. Two advantages can buy you strength or flaw. Tell me about her strength. Oof. Okay. So. Is she idealistic about the Empire? No. No, she... So the category of her strength is spiritual. Well, that's tough. So this discussion about, like, Coruscant, she's very dismissive about, like, its excessive urban... And, like, her dislike of the food is because it's all, like, hydroponic on the ship and everything. It's not fresh. It's not, like, okay. from the like from the soil. Almost a new age. Um. But perhaps not in such a direct Do you have fashion. any, like, knowledge planet skills in this game? You, you know, like, there used to be outer risk. Science, lore, generic knowledge. Why don't we try lore? Sure. How difficult would you like this to be? Um, three purples. Just two threats. I would like to not take additional strain. That's fine. You don't have to take... I could take a black die and whatever I do next from some slight misinterpretation. I guess your interpretation is that it's sort of new agey, but you don't, you don't know the source of it. Right. Okay. Okay. But you have gained this knowledge of her, so that's something, I can something you can appeal to. I can see how that could be difficult for you to work with in this context, that's, but... That's the, that's the game we're playing, though. I was the one who was given a... A Mopsio who was spiritually inclined. <laughs> okay, so you took your two strain for your failed yep. check. She's not so far seeing a reason that she should disturb her moth with this. 
she is curious, what planet does this benefit? Why are you dragging Naboo into this? Nobody said Naboo. Well, that's oh, what he's cause... the moth of, right? Yeah, right. And I don't want to say, no one cares about Naboo. <laughs> it's just he's an important moth person. <laughs> so essentially, you came into this, you don't know anything about this moth, other than what Cho told you, which, like... Is biased. <laughs> and he didn't say very much about Naboo, and right. you didn't... You went immediately to this lunch. You didn't bother to spend any time, like, researching or anything. No, JJ doesn't have time for that. Right. So I think, kind of, you didn't want to say, like, poster boy, but she's getting this vibe that, like, you don't care about her moth. You just care about a moth. Okay. You know, okay. why this isn't worth his time if, if it's, yeah. So so that's sort of where she's coming at. Like, why why should this matter to Naboo? We'll, we'll just go with that for now. Which what is she wants role is she making? I think it's negotiation back. You know, it's make this worth my while kind of. Well, yeah, and like she's, she's trying like, to get some clarifying out. questions. Yeah. She's like, look, it's not. He's a busy man. Like, if this isn't. Like. Well, yeah, and and she doesn't understand like the scale of your charity either, right? right. She's like, what planet is this for? Yeah. Like, why does this matter to Naboo? So. What is her negotiate? Yellow, green, green. She gets blue that she paid herself forward. Yes. Did she say anything that? Uh... I don't. Think so? She didn't say anything to piss you off or anything Not to make you sympathetic. <laughs> I don't think so, no. I mean, she's belittled your charity a little bit, but that's just because she doesn't understand its scale. She doesn't know yet. That's why I need the money for charity to get people to know. Two advantages of a failure. So she is actually taken straight. She got to learn something more about GT. She got that you care about welfare of society, your justice. Yes. So what's your flaw? JT is a trusting person. Okay, all right. Probably like that JT like thinks well of people is probably what you, that's the personification of that. So she might view JT as someone who could be manipulated. All right, let's she see. Might how does this that JT's on a level? How does this come about? What do you? It might be she's like just I'm also a very busy man. I'm very busy. All of a sudden JT might interject. Oh, I'm like no, you. Your moth's really nice. It's not just that he's a moth. Naboo is such a nice planet. But for, like I guess for some reason, but it doesn't come off as vacuous. Vacuous. <laughs> JT just comes off as someone who's earnest. But but the children, the children. So what do you say regarding like what planet is this for? I say no, it's a galactic charity. <laughs> and the hands come down. Hands on the come table. down on the table. That's how you know she's a trusting person. <laughs> so like there's deserving people everywhere that like need this charity to to help them recover from the war and. I feel like that's not quite what JT would say, but yeah. Well, I'm trying to trying to figure out how we're, we're getting, like, that you think good of people. Right. Your default is to think good of people. Probably, like, so this this is a fancy restaurant. It probably overlooks, like, one of the decks. It's not so fancy that, like, it looks outside, probably. Oh. Oh, I see. It's got, a it's got like, a balcony type thing. Yeah, so you could see down to its people. And, like, I think JT might, like, point someone out and, like, look, you see, uh, like, the family that we TA with last night. Okay, okay. So, like... There's this balcony, and, like, there's actually multiple floors of the ship. Yeah, so you can um, see sort of, like, uh, the arcade that we were at for Jesse's wedding. Okay, so there's many levels, and they all look down into this central place. Yeah, JT uh, can highlight that family. That family, currently, the dad is trying to convince the rest of the family to go see this Helio Starburst movie that's showing at the 24-7 so cinema. He's, he's gesturing up towards the cinema sign. Yes. The boy's head is tucked into a data pad. He's not paying attention, and yeah. the wife is just kind of like, really? We're on vacation, and we need to see another Hulu movie? And, like, the daughter was, like, into excitement. And yeah, she could be climbing something. She's or... 
looking either that or just like she's definitely like looking around for anything interesting that's not this. So JT will use that as like an example. Like, look, you see that family? They're that's what a lot of kids don't have. They're they're doing what they can here. This is their one vacation, maybe for like the next decade. They're trying to make what they can. I just want to give some of these kids like a vacation from I don't want to say a vacation from life. That sounds terrible. <laughs> a vacation from war. Everyone deserves a vacation from now and then. That's, we're talking about her role. It's turned into a, a Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> vacation Foundation. Okay. All right, so she took strain, and you know that she has a spiritual component so to her beliefs. Spiritual side. And I'm taking a black die on whatever I do for my... For your not really knowing much about Naboo. Yeah. Nah, it wasn't really a picture of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Anything before that is kind of a haze. I guess episode one is before JT's born, so it doesn't matter. It's time to pull out the hands and try to remember how this works. I suspect JT would know that the Emperor is from Naboo. I'm pretty sure that's common knowledge. Yes, because he's Emperor Palpatine. He was was. Chancellor Palpatine. Although, to be honest, like, does JT keep up with politics, really? I mean, yeah, he is probably the most well-known person in the galaxy there, so... Probably JT knows that he's from Naboo. Okay. But, like, she had to stop and think about it. Like, oh, right, he's from Naboo. All right, I just need to remember how the influence spell works in this context. So what is it you want to do? You want to alter somebody's... Put her in a better mood. Uh, And I was just talking about this family, so try to engage feelings of sympathy. So why don't we say three purples? Three purples, then. To adjust attitude. I'm taking a black die. Three purples, two yellows, and a green. Yes. There are story points in this game. There are story points. I would like to spend a story point. <laughs> okay. One success. No advantages or anything? No advantages. All right. Mechanically. I believe mechanically I'm getting a blue die, essentially for the rest of the encounter, as long as I'm engaging this person in a positive way or in a way that touches this aspect of sympathy. Okay. And what... Are you adjusting her attitude? When you did it to Cho, you made him kind of trusting of you? No, I think I'm trying to engage feelings of sympathy. I was just pointing at his family. Okay. I'm like, they have that. That's nice. Not not everyone has that. I didn't have that. Well, I, I should say, I was one of the lucky ones. And my organic family didn't survive the war. Okay. So you have succeeded in uh, creating some feelings of sympathy in yep. her? And you have no advantages to like gain any further insights into her. Correct. And that costs two strength. And that is my turn. Okay. So she she can relate. You know, she uh, fighting happened on Naboo before the Clone Wars. There was the whole thing with the Trade Federation. That's definitely like not a JG's mind. Right, but that was her childhood. Right. right. Obviously, like, for her, that's something yes. that she remembers very clearly. Yes. So, maybe if JT oh, makes yeah, some comment... Yeah, she probably comment, has negative connotations about battle droids. If JT makes some comment about, like, how old JT was when she lost her organic family, right. then Ursa here can be like, oh, yes, like, I was that age when the Trade Federation okay. invaded okay. Naboo. And oh, I guess if you mentioned Trade Federation, though, JT might realize, like, oh, yeah, I think I'm part of the separate... Oh. They eventually were, yes, right, but this right. was this was way it was before, before that, right. the Clone Wars. Uh, I guess this is when they there was the initial unleashing of the B1 That's true. This is like over five years before. Yeah. Closer to ten. Yeah, so there were certainly children on Naboo who lost their families in the fighting, and, and 
you know, the, the Gungans, they also, they suffered heavy losses. They were like the frontline fighters. The Boo only had an air force. But but the Gungans were out there on the fields fighting with their primitive, their primitive, the primitive like, grenades, shield bubbles. I don't know what the primitive shield bubbles and explosives. <laughs> probably what a blaster to be had among them. But yeah, there was there was a lot of loss of life and and things like that in this time period from her from her childhood. Thank goodness Naboo's fortunes turned around, and there's been I don't want to say prosperity necessarily, but. Uh, you know, it, it does hold a certain place in the emperor's heart. You know, of course, he cares for all his subjects. Does he have a but... heart? <laughs> Recent evidence suggests that his heart rotted away aeons ago. How does she want to? Uh, I think still negotiate um, okay. from her standpoint. I think like there's this feeling of sympathy. She's like, but you have to like the moth has a lot of noble causes to work on. Yes. Why does he need to be at your chariot? Maybe we could have say like uh, Moff approved or like does he really need to like actually like be there? Oh, I see, like I see. <laughs> Moff approved. Jedi tested, Moff approved. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Okay. I think she does get a blue die for because she is sympathizing with JT okay. in this way. <laughs> You've made her sympathize Parents and that gives her a blue die. <laughs> this is why you get for being trusting. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, this might even be her, like, exploiting that trust in a way. Uh, nope, just failure. I think JT will continue to negotiate. That worked better. Uh, I should say, like, like, approved by the Moth is good, but I'm sure you've been to a lot of events. You've seen a lot of events that have been approved by some Imperial advisor. Doesn't carry the same weight as if the Moth is really there. I understand the Moth's probably very busy, Trying to decide whether to work in, because that's why he needed such and such room. I was wondering if you were going to like bring up that he like owes you in some way. Yeah. And in fact, this person probably even changed the schedule. She would have been the one who handled that change. Uh, so like, this gala is a big deal. It's going to kick off this charity so we can hire some staff. That's why I originally scheduled a ballroom. But when I got on board, I talked with the when I was talking with the cruise company after I had already booked it. Uh, they said that the moth needed that room for some important imperial business. Uh, so I think it'd be really great if the moth does his important imperial business in that room and then comes over to the observation deck for the cocktail hour to meet and greet with people and then also comes to the dinner, which is being custom made in a room not open during the rest of the time. Are you going to mention that his things are there? No, I recognize I'm already bordering on deception. Okay. But I'm trying to sell this, um, I'm trying to sell it a little bit to them. Okay. Now that this is, it'd be great if he could come there. I will, like, bring up that, like, I gave up this room, but I'm not, I'm not pretending that, oh, I gave it up as a favor. Right. But you're essentially reminding her that I am like, they have inconvenienced you. That they have in- inconvenienced me. And that also, like, this is going to be on the exclusive deck. Never mind that it's a freight deck. Yeah, yeah. No, no. The, uh, but it is. The, exclu- the exclusiveness is a. Maybe that matters to her, maybe not. So that is what I am going for. Okay. I will allow you an upgrade because they took your room. And then I will give you a blue die for other things that you have said that I will not tell you at this point. All right. Sounds good to me. All right. You're going to love this. Three successes. Start there. That's easy. One advantage. I'm going to recover some strain because I am getting up there. What are you at? I am at six out of 15. Okay. Uh, There is a triumph. There is also a despair. despair. Right. Right. Okay. This is what I will tell you. Her calm goes off. 
Now, if you want to spend your triumph to hear her side of the conversation, you could do that. Mm-hmm. As she is going to pick up her palm and like, herself. get up and step away. Your triumph could also be spent in any number of traditional social combat ways. Right. I would say spending it in the traditional social combat way will get you another one of her motivation things right. versus spending it to overhear her side of the conversation will get you actionable information of another sort. If you sort of already know what that conversation is, like I don't want to put additional narrative impetus on you. That there was something that was likely to happen if you rolled a despair. Okay. Then yes, I think I'd like to know that, as this will cover the triumph and the despair all in one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would like us to roll the random event set of roles here. I know, generally speaking, what this phone call is about, but I would like... A little bit of... I would like a a focus... Is it about, well, I don't know, one of his alarms being set off in his freight area? Let's see what happens. 85, which is an NPC negative. It's bad for Chill. Unless it's bad. I hope it's not bad for Petey. Action 68. Carelessness. Maybe somebody left something there. Subject. 32 plans. All right. Her side of the conversation, clearly she is speaking to an underling, and (laughs) you hear things like, why are binary load lifter droids there? (laughs) They're moving our crates? (laughs) So then she's got the con out, but she like, you know, pulls out a data pad also, and she's like, all right. Give me the description of that crew member. <laughs> she's uh, repeating things as they're said to her. Like, while they're talking she's about Cho. Filling in her data pad, and it's like, okay, so uh, some sort of Pantoran. The person that she's talking to is describing, as near as JT can tell, Cho was the crew member who was seen by that cargo bay, yeah. and binary Lilda for droids are moving their things around, and some of those, like, the crate was, like, found to have disturbed. been disturbed. Yes. Um, so the series of events that JT can put together is JT requested binary little lifter droids come down. Yeah. And Cho arranged that. But yeah. then that alarm got set off and you and Cho cleared out of there. Yep. But binary nobody little... canceled the binary little lifter droids. No, of course not. We still need those. So the binary little lifter droids showed up and went into the cargo bay and they were moving things when the MOFs people came down to be like, what's going on with the alarm? They're so hardworking. And so the trail of information they need to follow up on is we need to find this crew member. Right. And that's what you get. Okay. And as always happens to Jen's characters, someone else's despair <laughs> affects them. <laughs> but you are at a compromise point with this person that okay. you are in social combat with. So if you are willing to do something for her or do something for the moth or whatever, right? like you may be able to get... So I think it's like she... like. I, Look, I can tell you're really busy. Like, what can I do to get them off to, to show up? Like, he's really busy. Does he need something else taken care of? Um, uh, like, could the, be something like that. Could be like, could he show up to the cocktail hour? Your goal in this scene was to get a meeting with them off. Get a meeting with them off, right. Okay. Like, because we had said we didn't think that in just one scene you could achieve getting them off to come to the thing. Right. And you do know Cho had expressed interest in breaking into the moth's quarters. That is true. Like, because he had asked, like, he had said it would be convenient for him if the moth was at your gala because then he wouldn't be in his quarters. Right. So how much GT, like, 
cares slash wants to help Cho or not, like, if JT Who's can get this? information about the mop that will assist Cho... You like, got those binary load lifting droids to help us. I mean, yeah, he got those binary load lifting droids for you. He let you into the room. He fixed your broken shoulder. He's a nice guy. <laughs> Alright. Yes, so, is there something, like, you need some extra assistance, or you're just, like, short staff? Is your staff really not up to the level that you need? Which is always true for every chief of staff. Do you indicate any particular skills that you have? Right. Because as far as she knows... You're, you're like a charity organizer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what issues you're having. Like Before I started this charity, like I was a starship engineer. Uh, gotten around a lot. I don't know if that's going to help you. Uh, met a lot of people on the ship already. If people are uncomfortable talking to a moth or one of the moth staff, they might be more comfortable talking to me. Ah, I see. Why don't you make one more negotiation roll here? Okay. Any extra aspects on this? You can get an extra blue die. Okay. One threat. You know what? I have natural charmer. Let's just re-roll this. <laughs> well, that's good. You're actually remembering you have talents and using them. Much better. Mostly better. Is it actually successful? It is successful. Four successes. One advantage. And a despair. Okay. So, I'm not sure if that's going to be better, but All right. I'll get the meeting rather than having to sneak in. Yes. So... You're, like footage of the blue streak. You are getting a meeting with the moth, but it's not going to be immediate. Yeah. Well, maybe we can just meet at the charity gun. <laughs> and then this no-nonsense You're haircut like woman. pushing too hard. She does not find you amusing. <laughs> you can have your meeting with the moth in a couple days. And let's see. But you rolled another despair. Yup. Oh no, no, no. I have a better idea for how this can go. Meet the mom right now, because you're under arrest. That's kind of what I'm thinking, because she's just getting that message about who was down there and things like that. Oh, they're like, oh, they were seen with this crime. You know, like, we all, they also. We saw a blue haired woman? Yeah, like, you know, something like that, or. Or, no, like, we found blue hair at the scene, or. <laughs> something slightly more circumstantial. Yeah. I mean, you did go rocketing out of that place. Yeah, there were glitter bombs. You threw a bunch of glitter bombs. You know what? I think it's the glitter. Oh, there you go. Because... I get up close, there's a bit of shimmer. Like, you still have... You, like... It's hard for you to not have glitter on you. Yeah, it's true. Because your hair is all greasy, and so the glitter just sticks to it. As she's talking with you, she's noticing the glitter that's... It's not just like you've got makeup glitter. It's like there's glitter here and there. And the description was like there was, there was glitter all over the place in the cargo hold as well. And so she realizes... This person's connected to this. Yes. I think yeah. that will be... Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I get for setting off the glitter bomb. That'll be the scene ender. We'll be like, oh, yes, you can meet with the moth right now. And... Um, oh, and like... She would have had, like, two, I don't know, So So, tufts. like, and she, like, looks towards, like, the doorway, and you can see, like, there's two, like, security... These are not straight-up stormtroopers. They're not stormtroopers. But they are imperial. They're, they're in... Not, like, dress uniforms. They're in, like, shipboard uniforms. Yeah. So, sorry, but they are imperial, or they're... They are imperial. imperial. They're part okay. of the moth staff. Yes, yes. So, they don't have, like, the super silly, like, you Hats. know... Uh, helmets with the chin straps, but they're that kind of right. shipboard security, but not stormtroopers. They're not at the level of having stormtroopers marching all over the dame. I already used my influence. I could just tell them. Not the blue head you and you're looking for. You can lie at tons in the next scene. Yes, in the next scene. So. But that would only give me out, and I really just want to talk to them all. 
Right. So you have achieved your goal. Uh huh. Mission success. Of wanting to talk to the to the moth. Downside. Already down six. Oh, but I get to recover strain. It's the end of the scene. I think the chaos level has gone up. Yeah, it was going down until. It was going down until you started rolling piles of despair. Good news. I get three strain back. You need to roll a d10 for the scene setup. Only about a six. A six is less than the chaos factor of seven. Yep. When we roll an even, we have an interrupt. So some other scene happens. So we have the scene... So this was going to be you being presented to the moth. But... But the scene's been interrupted, and I like to do the random event stuff to assist me. Yes, you like the event focus table? I would like the event focus table. 74! PC positive! Good times. Action. 88. That's above the chaos factor, so you don't have yet another. Yes. Uh, control. Yep. And subject, eight enemies, which is what they're trying to do. Interesting. I feel like the logical thing that happens is there is some other disturbance on the ship that demands the moth security at attention, like perhaps just as we're about to... So, if you're okay with it, what I think this corresponds best to is they think they locate Cho, but he gets away from them. I think that's um, that's probably accurate. But I would like to play that. Yes. That you would like to put play more... your character a little bit. Yes, I agree. And I think that makes tons of sense as the interrupt for the next scene as you being dragged to the moth is yes. them trying to get Cho. Yes. So and because it's it's not a modification of this scene. So nominally the JT getting dragged off happens after. Yeah. Or or, or like events. JT being presented to the moth for yeah. questioning whatever. Yeah. Could still happen. Right. After the Cho thing. Because, like, the Cho scene, that's pretty much going to be, like, combat slash interesting environmental thing. Right. Like, chase scene type thing. Uh, threads. Threads. Thread management. All right, NPCs. We do get a new NPC. We have a new NPC? Yes. Is Ursa Dial new? Yes. Threads. There is no completion of threads. Nope. As you have not gotten the map to attend the gala yet. But in terms of other threads, there is this issue of dealing with the suspicion being placed upon you. I don't know if we can quantify that as a thread. I think that's setting in which these okay. other threads are taking place. If JT becomes like locked in a moth's personal prison, then like escaping becomes a thread. Yes, right. And right now these are all JT threads. We don't have any Cho threads at this point in time. Correct. Okay, so no changing to the threads then. You still want to get into Tendra Gala. Yeah. Okay, so that kind of sets up scene 5 and scene 6. Because even if Cho gets away, then it's really just cinematically, it's a scene cut to Cho getting away. And then oh, so like, I feel like the scene like ends that. with a calm, go, like, you're going to see them off right now. The calm actually goes off right again. It's like, like it's a, I think yeah. we found him. Chase him! Get him! Don't let him get away! Yeah. Okay. So in the background, like, JT may be getting hustled off by these two goons. All right. We get to do a chase scene through whatever crazy parts of this cruise ship. That's true. That's a very, in some ways, very Star Wars. It's very Last Jedi, like chase through the casino. This cruise ship's got any kind of environment you want in it, so, okay. Oh, does it have a hollow park? Like a... It, it could. What planet ha- actually has? Ho- the hollow park, that was in Cloud City. That was in Cloud City. That's right. Yeah. It does have sports courts, so it has places with, like, different gravity and stuff like that for grab ball and other things. It also has indoor water slide park. It also has all the hydroponic C-type stuff. That's true. Um, there's also sections that are not for oxygen-breathing people. There's the whole, like, bazaar level with the shops and things like that. 
Let's see, what else is there? Well, there's crew levels. Uh, we might want to roll subject bird type thing. Do you want that now? Yeah, to get an idea of like where does this chase start. I have a variety of places it could start. An oh. ionized atmosphere. Oh. In an infested grassland. <laughs> oh, that's great. How many things are in that booklet? We could even set up a chain of them. There's 22. So I'm going to roll and divide by four, I guess. 32 divided by four is eight. What is the eighth environment? Frozen ice cave. There's an ice skating rink, and it's made oh. to look like a cool crystal frozen place. There could totally be an ice skating rink. And you know what? That's great. Pentorns can tolerate cold. That's true. That's why it's positive for him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I still want a subject verb, though, because I need like a way to come up with ideas for what is he doing there. 96, guide. Okay. I like that. 64, a burden. Guide, a burden. So maybe, maybe he was moving something through there. I don't know. I'll have to think a little bit about what exactly is going on with him. But this is cool. We'll start with a nice ice skating competition. And there might be some actual stormtroopers. Yeah, that's fine. There he is. Come on. Where are those snowtroopers at? Sorry, Sergeant. There's no snow on the boat. <laughs> Hang on, I went to snowtrooper school for a week. I know how to go. listening to Cruise Control, set in the Star Wars universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games, Star Wars, and Genesis role-playing materials. Our players were Dan and Jen, and our GM was the Mythic GM emulator. For the serialized, narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. There you can also find our other adventures, including a related story about JT's girlfriend Renzi, our Star Wars Rush Hour trilogy. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you... Stay safe, citizens!